buckle your seatbelt and hold on, where Nashville music scene comes alive, right where you are. You're listening to Notable Nashville Podcast with your host, Groove Dr. J. Don't miss a beat. Hey, my name is Abby Malloy, and this is my song, And Don't Forget to Love. Take flight over the mountains Leave your worries behind Don't have to know where you're going To know where you're going is right mm-hmm. Make a wish while you got it don't get shooting stars often Wish for simplicity Cause life's a million symphonies Competing for the listener's time everybody thanks for tuning into notable nashville podcast you just heard abby malloy abby thanks for joining us today thank you so much it's awesome to be here so that that song that you just played um what was that called again that song is called and don't forget to love you can tell by how many times i say it in the song (laughs) yes that i should have known i should have known the, the title I always like forget because you know I'm I'm doing things like in, in the production process and people listening are probably like why didn't you, why didn't you remember the name of that song and I never I never remember so oh that's I'm so funny like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah that was really good and so I was reading kind of your bio and you put out a couple albums already um, the first one like in 2019 was your first like full length mm-hmm. and yep. you just put out 
your second full length. How long ago did you release that? I released that in 2021. Okay. Um, in March, March 12th, 2021 okay. was the release date. So through the pandemic, were you working and, and per, you know, producing this kind of to put out? Yeah. So it was actually a really crazy story. When we went to record the album Light in the Darkness, which is the latest one, we had every single recording date scheduled from like, we took like four months to do it. It was January through um, April. And after everything shut down in March, all the rest of the recording dates got canceled. Oh, man. Um, and all we had was like drums, bass, acoustic guitar. And so after that, um, I was just waiting and waiting, and waiting for the studio to open back up. And once it did, I booked every single day that I could. And we got in like right before I moved. I, we got in everything right before I moved to Nashville. Wait, so, how, how long ago did you move to Nashville? Then? I moved to Nashville in June of 2020. Okay, so you're fairly new. To I Nashville. am. Mm-hmm. How do you enjoy living here? I enjoyed a lot. The potholes really, really suck. <laughs> um, probably the worst I've seen in oh the gosh. entire country. Um, especially, yeah. I don't know, especially on 65 and even like, you know, I live here in near East with, uh, mm-hmm. Ellington. It's terrible. It's so and bad. at least they patch it up every few months. They seem like they do. It but, seems like they do. But, um, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. Other than that, I really love it. The people are awesome. It's really nice to be around people who are like like-minded and just love the same things you do. Uh-huh. So that's really where, fun. Where did you move from? I moved from Missouri. I lived in Columbia, Missouri. It's where I went to college and uh, worked there for a little bit before moving here. So okay, mm-hmm. what did what did you do before music? Nothing. Nothing. You've always been doing. Music. I've always been doing music. So you were telling me that you were just uh, helping out with like a worship band over at a different church. Mm-hmm. So it, what do you do full time as far as like getting income? So for income, I songwrite. Um, I work with Songfinch, so I just create like customized, personalized songs for people. Oh, wow. Um, I did one today. It was someone's like 10th anniversary. So I just do little things like that. And then I gig. So I'm really just full time music. That's awesome. Yeah. So when you play out like as a gig, do you bring a full band or is it just you or how do you how do you do that? It's usually just me. Uh-huh. Um, I've been kind of a solo act for like since I started doing music uh-huh. professionally, but there are some gigs like festivals and um, really just festivals <laughs> that I use <laughs> a full fest. band for Okay. because um, that usually just has the most people. So, yeah. So do you play also in the worship band at a church? I do. Well? You do? Yeah. Okay. I play at Journey Church Okay. and I also coach the youth worship band there. Um, so right now they're actually right now playing for like all the youth at the church and they're insanely talented teenagers. Um, I think our youngest is like 13 and our drummer is like 15 and he's insane. He's like better than some adult drummers I've seen. So we have a pretty stacked team. So I kind of want to know your upbringing because being a Christian artist, were Mm -hmm. you always raised in the church and is that how you were brought up or how did you kind of decide to want to do this kind of music? So I was raised in the Catholic church, actually. Um, So that was, it was really strict. And, you know, we didn't really talk a lot about, you know, Bible stories or um, really like Jesus a lot at home. Like we, we would pray like over meals and um, for certain like events and days, but I really didn't follow Jesus at all. I was, I was just kind of a go to church on Sunday Mm -hmm. and do the right thing kind of person. And then, um, when I was 18, I actually just had a, 
like really spiritual experience where I like heard God's voice for the first time and really like felt like, you know, Jesus was, was like wanting me to follow him. And so I, I decided to follow Jesus like way, way more closely. Wow. Um, so after that, I've, I don't know, people usually fall away from things like that in college and mine was the total opposite. So, so what was that like hearing God's voice when you said you heard God's voice? What were you doing or what happened? Yeah. So a lot of people think that hearing God's voice is just some crazy, like booming voice over like your life and you can hear it audibly and stuff like that. And it's really, it's really just way more simple than that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for me and honestly, like a lot of people, it's really just like something that you normally just wouldn't think just coming into your head and, um, you know, just speaking something like, like to you and, you know, uh, and you don't always just like take it for what it is. Cause a lot of people can say, Oh, this is God's voice and then do something horrible. Like what you have to do is like, you know, the things that you have in your head, you have to like test those against certain things, like see if they're biblical and mm-hmm. see if, you know, the Bible says anything about it and really like discern what that means. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when I heard God's voice, it was literally just God telling me, hey, I want you to leave Boston, where I was living when I started college, and come here to Missouri, where I um, had that encounter with him. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was it it proved to be fruitful for you then? Mm-hmm. Like that was the right move? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then yeah. what was the decision to move to Nashville, though, like from Missouri? Is that for music and to be here and do your thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was. So I was... I had pretty much exhausted all of my options for music because Missouri's uh, music scene is, you know, it's relatively big, but for the Christian music scene, it's very small. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I exhausted every conference, retreat, uh, local church, uh, I don't know, like youth night. I even like led worship at a bar one night. It was so <laughs> weird. And wow. at that point I was like, um, I should probably go somewhere else where I can like actually do these things on a larger scale. Yeah. And I'm not just like a big fish in a small, tiny pond right. anymore. So, well, I can relate. I went to Catholic school for 12 years. So, oh my gosh. You know, wow. all through grade school, all through high school. And I was just having a conversation with my grandma the other day and she was asking me about, you know, like my upbringing. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I feel like if I went to a public school, I would be a little bit more, um, less sheltered to what the world was actually like. For sure. Because, yeah. you know, me, you know, I was closeted in, in high school. I'm gay. And I was mm-hmm. like, felt like I couldn't be who I was because of my religion. But I feel like being a Christian is a lot more than your identity is in Jesus and not like your sexuality is right. what I believe. So yeah. 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 But I don't know if you were the same way, but you kind of met the same types of people in, mm-hmm. in Catholic school because everybody was trying to, you know, be the, the right, the right way. And yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but, uh, I want to talk more about your album that you just released. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was listening to it today and one of the songs was saying, I'm not going to ask you to move because you're already here. And kind of like mm. that, it made me think like, you know, people pray for things, but it's going to, it's going to happen the way that God kind of wills yeah. in your way. So yeah. can you talk a little bit more about kind of like your songwriting and stuff like that? Yeah. So that album was really interesting. Um, probably like some of the best, um, emotional processing that I've ever had is in that album. Yeah. Um, that album came out of just a lot of grief and, um, 
so the whole story behind that song that you were talking about, which is called Move, and um, Light in the Darkness, which has a very similar theme, um, is that my niece, Blakely, she was born, she's my first niece, uh, and she was born September 6th in 2019, and then she passed away um, five weeks later Man. on October 12th, 2019, and like, that's the hardest thing like I've ever had to go through and my family's ever had to go through. Yeah. Um, and a few weeks after she passed away, we uh, got a call that my cousin was going into septic shock from an infection that he had and that the doctors were saying like, Hey, you should make arrangements and, uh, he probably won't make it. Oh man. And so through all of that, like all of that grief, um, I was like praying. I was like, God, we already, this is like very honest talk with, with God. It Uh was like, God, we already buried one kid. Like we can't, we can't do this again. Um, we just, our, our hearts can't handle it and we need you to move. Like I need you to move. Mm -hmm. So I prayed that at like midnight, the night we got the news that like he was being treated for sepsis. And at 6am we got a text saying that he was completely healed and that like there it, there was no sign that it ever had happened. Oh wow. And usually it takes like weeks to recover from that. So uh-huh. um totally totally miraculous and you know from that situation and um my niece passing away like I was like wow like God is moving in in phenomenal ways that like I couldn't even comprehend if I tried. Mm-hmm. And he's moving before I even ask him to because he already knows what the need is mm-hmm. and he just does it. And we, yeah. So what do you think? I don't know. I want to ask your opinion on praying mm-hmm. though. What do you, what do you think that the need for praying for something if, if it's already going to happen then? I think it's relationship relationship. Yeah. Just, uh, talking back and forth, just like you're talking to your parents or your yeah. loved ones. Yeah. I yeah. mean like someone who takes care of you and like loves you is going to give you what you need regardless of like how you talk to them. Like you could go for weeks as a teenager without talking to your parents, but they're probably still going to feed you, you know? Yeah. They're, they're still going to love you and still yeah. give you what you need. Um, mm-hmm. and so I think the same, the same thing goes for, for God. Like he's not going to just leave you without what you need. Um, but he does want to like hear your heart and want you to know his heart for your life. And for so, sure. yeah. So with music, you were saying a little bit about you were, writing a lot of pop songs and mm-hmm. um, how do you feel about music not necessarily having a Christian theme, but you still write in a place of, of, of that sense of, you know, God and, and wanting to put that message out there. I don't know if yeah. I'm asking this the right way, but I know exactly you know, what there, you mean. <laughs> there's a lot of like pop artists that are Christian. Mm-hmm. And I think of like Ben Rector for, for instance, he he kind of you know has a lot of Christian themes in his music, but he's not per se a Christian artist. I don't I don't think. Yeah. maybe he is. I don't know. He's but, not technically, but, but I think it's phenomenal. And honestly, like that's what I'm kind of going towards mm-hmm. right now. Um, you know, we we need more diversity. I think like in our music, and I think it's wrong for people to. To say, like, because you're a Christian, you have to make Christian music because it really just puts, you know, all of the Christians in one box and doesn't allow them to have any room for creativity. Um, yeah. And and really just 
yeah, I think it just puts us in a box. And I really love pop music. I always have. And I, I think it, it does glorify God still. Like it is literally just our heart just being expressed in a way that people who don't know God or did at one point, like they can understand from like a heart in that, in that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So is that kind of where the, the route you want to take in the future is maybe not put out a quote unquote Christian album, but do your own thing? I think so. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, it's very exciting because it's the music I've always written, especially before I, um, like had that encounter with God. Um, but you know, even then I'm still going to lead worship at different places and like sing my Christian songs and still write Christian music and probably record it and release it, but also just have this other like thing. That's just me, you know? Yeah. Well, cool. So when you, when you do these songwriting sessions, do you write with a lot of different types of artists in the industry in Nashville? Or do you, your songwriting process, do you write a lot by yourself or do you bring other people in? I kind of like, I do co-writes kind of often, but I mostly just write by myself. Okay. Um, it's what I'm most comfortable with. And, um, I think writing with people is a good exercise for me. Uh, it's really fun and it's fun to know like different people's writing styles. And Mm -hmm. I think it's good because you can also see someone else's perspective and, maybe hear how they would word something as opposed to how you would. And you just get to learn different perspectives and different um, speech patterns and get to use it for yourself. So I kind of just take everything I learned from different co-writes and just use it all in my own stuff when I'm by myself. So very cool. So as far as like the future, um, are you going to be playing any, are you trying to get on tours or are you just playing solo shows or where can we see you? Where can we see you next? Like out in the open? Do you have any dates booked right now? I do. I am playing at Brugada Bar uh, on April 29th from okay. 3 to 6 p.m. And then I probably have a couple other dates in May that I'm doing also at Brugada Bar. And besides that, I have just like a couple retreats and concerts I'm doing. I'm doing a concert, a Christian concert in Missouri at Ashland Baptist Church on May 11th at 7 p.m. Okay. And I'm also singing at the Missouri Capitol building um, that same day around on like May 11th. Noon. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. So we can probably find out the information if we like go to your Instagram. Uh, what it, it's Abby Malloy Music, right? Yeah, Abby Malloy Music Instagram and, and um, TikTok. I'm on there. The Abby Malloy is that one. Um, that kind of started as a joke, but the Abby Malloy, <laughs> my friends always like just say that whenever I like pick up the phone, they're like, Oh, it's the Abby Malloy. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you do singing videos and stuff on there? I do. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And then you can find me on Instagram. I usually post every show and, um, information for it on there. So okay, yeah. Cool. Well, I kind of want to hear another uh, tune. You want to play another one for us? Yeah. Um, I'm going to play a song called new and it was just also kind of written in that season with, um, you know, being, being made new through like grief and, and sadness, but it's actually a very happy song. So I, I'm excited. Cool. Let's hear it.
Father